Hello and welcome to the Sassafras podcast. This is Forrest and this is your intro episode to the series that begins this evening for my Patreon subscribers called The River of Jewels, A Journey Through the Seven Chakras. I wanted to give a little bit of background on what the chakras mean, what this meditation process is meant to do or accomplish and give some credit and acknowledgments to the people and writers, yoga teachers who have given me the knowledge and understanding and process that ultimately created what will hopefully be a really enjoyable meditation series for you. And so I'll begin with introducing the type of meditation that this is and a little bit of information about meditation. If you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you've heard some of this before probably. And I want to make sure that sort of the same ideas hold through for these longer, deeper forms of meditation. So first things first, if you have absolutely never meditated before, I recommend that you go back through some of my previous episodes and do some shorter meditations. There's also plenty of 10 and 15 med- meditation recordings that are on everywhere at this point. There's a lot of options. Um, and if anybody asks me, I can recommend some, but I think that you can find what you need as far as beginner meditations before going really into a lot of visualization and and lengthier uh, time frames for meditation. One thing I also want to be clear about is if you are a person who has trouble staying awake during meditation, so if you lie down and get comfortable and you're trying to focus on the words and you just can't kind of stay awake, number one, you probably are not well rested And that's probably just your body and your mind trying to tell you that, that they might like to focus on this nice meditation, but they just are not rested and now you're finally relaxed. So that's the priority that that your body and your mind are choosing. Um, It can just take a little bit of practice focusing, trying to stay awake. If you were in this meditation live with me in a studio or a gym, I would be able to tell if you fall all the way to sleep. I would touch your ankles and say, awake and aware, just to remind you to kind of come back and stay with the room, stay with my voice. But since this is something that is totally remote and that I can't physically be present for, and I can't get that sense of your process, I just want to let you know to make yourself as comfortable as possible Whether that is lying down or sitting down is going to be up to you based on your own needs. And normally if you do a yoga nidra, you would be lying down. But if you're trying to really challenge yourself to stay awake, um, you know, you might prop yourself up at more of an angle, but just choose somewhere that you can really be still for a good uh, 30 minutes to an hour. I'm recording the first episode uh, this evening and we'll have that out again for my Patreon subscribers today, but it'll be out for everyone on Wednesday. Um, Once again, since your environment is probably your home and it's not a gym or a studio and you have the option, 
if you want to use this as a sleep meditation, then feel free to do that. So that's your choice because I just, I can't be there to sort of support your process in the same ways that I would if we had a gym or studio version of this. The type of meditation that this is will begin with a yoga nidra. This is a deep relaxation meditation that usually will involve a full body scan, meaning just noticing and paying real deep attention to relaxing in every little piece of the body so that the body is extremely relaxed, extremely relaxed in a sleep-like state, but the mind is awake, aware, and alert. From this deeply relaxed nidra state, I will then offer a visualization process focused on each one at a time, one per episode of the seven primary chakras. And this brings us to the topic of what are chakras and why are we thinking about them? So in in yoga, yoga comes from India, the Indus Valley, uh, and it's the meditation parts of yoga are very, very old. The expressions of, of what its goals are and what it intends to do, um, the word itself means to yoke or unite the mind, body, and spirit, that you don't have a body, you are a body, and we are an integrated being. The way that the existence of our being is expressed in yoga and in this chakra system all comes from the philosophical systems called uh, Sankhya philosophy and Vedanta philosophy. Ultimately, it's a non-dualist meaning, again, that this being is unified, um, the ideas we have about what is mind, what is body, and what is spirit are concepts because we just sort of lack the perspective to be able to understand that wholeness of being, that there's not a separation between matter and spirit, but that we perceive a separation. And so this process of understanding the chakras relates to the process of energy in our body, meaning that full body. So it does refer to the physical body, but it's also talking about ideas about energetic bodies and energy moving. So if you've ever seen one of the pictures of the chakras, it might be of a person sitting down and there's you know circles going up in a straight line from their seat to the top of their head the chakras, each chakra is an energy wheel. What on earth does that mean? Um, this means that it is a place located in our mind, body, spirit, through which energy moves along many different pathways at once. And so if you can imagine a really complex highway interchange and cars, that would be the pathways through which 
for example, electrons travel. And so you can think of these as being really closely related to the nervous system that the main interchanges of neural impulses in your body are connected to your spinal column and the way that the chakras are arranged sort of goes up that straight line, you know, where the majority of your neural impulses go. That's not what these ancient philosophies were talking about, but I think that that's a useful way to imagine kind of what's going on. I also don't think that you have to quote, believe in magic or anything that isn't real to you um, about this process. I think it's a useful and interesting way to understand our bodies, our behaviors, and our impulses. And any experience that you have with that is personal to you and is for you and your own process. So this is, I don't consider this to be something um, that I am making for you. I consider this to be a process that I'm facilitating that I hope you enjoy and that I hope brings you again, a process for your own understanding and for your own benefit. So as you think about your personal process relating to the major energy centers in your mind, body, spirit, up the spinal column, the Sanskrit name and color for each of the seven primary chakras is as follows. The root chakra, Muladhara, is red. The sacral chakra, Swadhisthana, is orange. The solar plexus chakra, Manipura, is yellow. The heart chakra, Anahata, is green. The throat chakra, Vishuddha, is bright blue. The third eye chakra, Anya chakra, is indigo. The crown chakra, Sahasrara, is violet or ultraviolet. And so the understanding that was developed over time and through these ancient traditions that led to this Eastern chakra system sees the nature of the energy that's associated with each chakra as ascending in frequency in the same way that, again, red is the lowest frequency of light on the visible spectrum and violet or ultraviolet light is the highest frequency on the visual spectrum. And the only thing that frequency means is the nature of the wave that's making that light. And so it's not, we tend to think of these things in almost value judgments or I'm aware of, you know, ways of imagining low frequency or high frequency or higher vibrations as meaning better. And that's not coming from this system. Uh, Because again, this process and system 
of understanding are about it all being integrated together. And this separating is for conceptual reasons for us to understand better, but it's not possible to take away one chakra that we decide is bad or that we decide is low or that we decide is too high or however anybody might conceive of it. The idea of working with chakra meditations is to notice your own natural states of mind and being and to be able to balance, notice something that's out of balance and try to relate to it in just a better way, hopefully gently with yourself. And from here, I want to start talking a little bit about the resources that I used to create these meditations and the training that I've had. So I have a 200-hour yoga teacher training through Registered Yoga School Southern Star Yoga Center in Oxford, Mississippi, who I think are really an excellent studio and just wonderful teachers with extensive training. And In March, before all of the pandemic sent everything inside and digital, I went to a training with Stevie at Southern Star about the subtle energy body, which was a journey through the chakra system. And I think she has a deep background of training and practice uh, and is somebody that I really think does a good job in terms of organizing and being ethical and and being grounded in the way that she teaches and what she offers. So um, all the teachers and fellow students who participated in that retreat, I think I want to thank because it was really enjoyable to get to hear other people's experiences of the same processes that I was doing and just understanding that we all have these distinct ways of processing the same raw information and trying to recognize that that's just one of those signs of these wonderful idiosyncrasies and differences in human beings. So, you know, it wasn't at all like we were having to, or there's no um, reason or incentive or requirement that we all coalesce around the same idea of what we were doing or that we all agree on the experience of any particular chakra or meditation. The meaning is so personal. So that brings me to a book that I've used as well. That is Wheels of Life by Anadea Judith. That book also emphasizes that these processes and journeys are incredibly personal. So only you are going to relate to your root chakra, heart chakra, throat chakra based on the specific experiences that you have had, the specific balance that your mind, body, spirit needs in order to thrive. So it's not for anybody else to tell you what this process is like, what it feels like to meditate on any particular chakra or to walk through any particular visualization. So if you want to, you can, you know, journal, keep something next to you for after you get back up from meditation or when you wake up in the morning, if you're using it for a sleep meditation, just to keep up with your own experience and relate to yourself a little bit. But uh, I I loved working through 
wheels of life after I had done this very, you know, in-person embodied process with other people, just having those other breaths and other bodies around me, and then doing that, um, a similar process alone. And the next thanks I need to give out, then go to my private yoga clients who have allowed me to sort of focus group this with them, um, who have been open to doing some new types of meditations, some deeper meditations, adding time to the packages that they buy, sharing with me their reflections about what it's like to experience these um, meditations as I have gone about (laughs) working through them. And then finally, because this is called River of Jewels for a reason, um, on the retreat in March, working through the chakras individually, I've never been a person, I, I, I like pretty stones and jewelry and things, but I haven't ever uh, been sort of a like crystal collector person <laughs> until super recently. Um, and that's because I did a sweat lodge ceremony with one of the uh, people at our, at the resort where we stayed, her name is Paula and had a little altar outside of the lodge with just different geodes and stones that she used for that process each time. And she said, and you know, we keep these here to remind us that there are things that have been here that experience the earth long before we came here and they carry their memories with them. And when we share our experiences with these stones and they can carry our memories forward as well. And I thought that that was so beautiful and it doesn't have to be literally true for me to now be just, especially in isolation, (laughs) appreciating my lapis lazuli um, much more (laughs) than I did before. So I laugh at myself a little bit about that because I did just find that so, so touching to think about. And it was a totally new thing that had never occurred to me before. I've always thought it was kind of interesting the extent to which human beings want to connect to stones or rocks, whether it's um, mountains or whether it is jewels or precious metals, but particularly, you know, these crystalline jewels and things. So there's some desire that we have to see ourselves in or find an affinity with these stones. So I say thank you to Paula for the first like five words out of her mouth before we even did this really just beautiful sweat lodge ceremony. And then finally, in my pandemic reading, I picked up the Broken Earth Trilogy by N.K. Jemison. And this is a fantasy series in which the people have a really deep and close connection with stones and earth, and which has uh, different types of beings who are different jewels and stones. And so it sort of took that little seed that Paola planted in Guatemala and brought it through to a way of thinking of 
relating to the physical body of examining our energy, the nature of our energy. And so we're going to use kind of a, a jewel and rock analogy, hopefully successfully, hopefully in a way that you enjoy in each episode. And so with that, I thank you for listening to this intro. I hope that it gave you some good information. If you have any questions, I do hope that you will write, comment something somewhere so that I can uh, get back with you or maybe provide you with a better, deeper resource. Um, This meditation series will come out for free every Wednesday on my Anchor podcast if you subscribe at the sapling level on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash sassafrasyoga, you can get this uh, each episode of this series on Monday. So you'll get it two days earlier and you will get a bonus content of a mantra chanted by me. Just a short recording to accompany each chakra that we meditate on on a given week. So I hope that you enjoy it and I hope that you'll be tuning in soon. Thank you.